PFF NFL Daily. It is your Thanksgiving recap, Sam. You're waking up here on a Friday morning, maybe doing a little shopping because that's what everybody does the Friday after Thanksgiving. But here we are recapping yesterday's action. So, Sam, we gave people a lot of stuff to look for, like C.D. Lamb. We spent a lot of time saying he was going to play. He didn't. Talk about that in a minute. But it all started with the Lions and the Bears. And the poor Lions still can't find their first win. Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, just a little sad. Eight and a half minute drive by the Bears to, to seal the deal for them. It's a good thing Dan Campbell doesn't take the losses as hard as uh, Urban Meyer, or we'd be in some some real trouble here. Um, yeah, poor old Dan can't buy a win. Jared Goff doesn't have a win that Sean McVay wasn't his head coach for. I think That's he's crazy. now 0-16, like a full season of winless misery for Jared Goff. Um Though he actually, you know, he came out, he dropped a dime to Reynolds for a touchdown. They they looked like they might get it in this game. And then, you know, the same old Lions happened. couple big plays in there for the Lions, but uh, but not enough. Andy Dalton plays a, a solid game at quarterback for the Bears. Uh, Darnell Mooney goes off again. We said, hey, keep an eye on Panay Sewell. And uh, at least we we gave you something to look for that was, that was true. Panay Sewell has another nice game over at right tackle. Yeah, Sewell had a great game, um, opened up some real holes. DeAndre Swift was playing really well before he got hurt. They, the, the, the guys we said to look for were playing well. It just still wasn't enough. All right, let's go to the, the well, the best game of the day by far. Dallas Cowboys and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it was back and forth. There was a lot of offense. Cowboys make a great comeback. They go to overtime. But the real stars of the show here, the referees. I mean, the referees really came to play. You know, they were like, look, the nation's watching and uh, I'm not keeping these flags in my pocket. We are going to throw yeah. some flags in this game. And the referees, they came to play and it was an, a slightly underthrown defensive pass interference that was the uh, the difference in overtime for the Raiders. Well, the refs were just trying to make everybody thankful for normal football games where you don't get 87 flags thrown during the course of the game. And I appreciate them for that. I think that's a lesson that's important to remember. Um, it's funny, like, you know, the end of the game before the kick, it was like three straight penalties and all of them were legit. But at that point you were just so jaded from all the flags coming out. You just didn't care. It's like, I don't like just stop throwing flags. I don't care that he was a yard and a half offside. Just let it go through. Let it happen. End the game. Stop throwing flags on every single play because some of the ones you've thrown earlier in this game have been egregious and ridiculous. And I'm kind of sick of it. Yeah, I, uh. I agree. It was uh, it was a little much. Uh, Dallas defense. This was the first time I think they've really been gashed in, in a while. It, you know, like this. I know the Bron- the Broncos got after him pretty well a couple weeks ago. But overall, the Cowboys defense had been playing pretty well. They gave up uh, gave up a bunch of big plays. Uh, again, Micah Parsons continues to shine and have key sacks wow. and all that stuff. Like, there are things to be impressed with with the Dallas defense. But when they needed some stops, they they just weren't there. And look, the Raiders found that deep threat again you know their first two touchdown drives were the 50 plus yarder to deshaun jackson just catching it and running past people still um and then a pass interference that gets you know sets the ball up at the one deshaun jackson continues to prove he's a legitimate game changer and uh, maybe exactly what the raiders needed after they lost henry ruggs he is and you know i think their their thing is how much can they get him on the field and still have him be healthy because that's his big question mark right is he's always dangerous when he's out there but injuries are a pretty lengthy thing in his uh history at this point he hadn't played more than 16 snaps in a game before this week he was up to 39 this week and you could just see the difference he makes to an offense when he's out there it doesn't mean that every 
single play is going to be a target to Deshaun Jackson, but his speed scares defenses and you can see it every single snap. Like obviously the play where he makes the big 50 yard touchdown is self-evident, but he's also got one where, you know, he, he runs off the line and just the speed that he's able to break off his route and turn the go into a, a curl or a comeback. Like that's why he's dangerous because you can't just play the deep ball. You can't just uh, play the fact that he might take the top off a of defense and run 50 yards you have to be prepared for the fact that he can break it off and just pick up an easy 10 yards at any time as well. So yeah, I think Deshaun Jackson can really transform that Raiders offense and give them back what they've been missing. And then the other side of the ball, like Dak didn't seem to really show up until the fourth quarter. No, he really didn't. And, you know, we talked a lot about CD, uh, CD Lamb being there. Uh, he wasn't, obviously. So uh, ignore the four minutes we talked about him on yesterday's <laughs> episode. Don't worry about that. But it did look like they were missing CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper early on until Dallas started to open it up because there were points in the game where it was third and 10 and they're running swing passes, like design swings and underneath stuff. They weren't all that aggressive, uh, the Dallas offense, until they had to be. And then you see Dak putting the ball right on Michael Gallup's hands on a go route or the seam route to Dalton Schultz for a touchdown. A couple of times. Yeah, yeah, a couple of them, right? So four big-time throws for Dak all late in the game in that comeback attempt. It looked like they were going to pull it off. Uh, but yeah, it was just uh, too little too late, I think, for that Dallas offense where uh, they were just so inconsistent early on and it came back to bite. Yeah, and I think they definitely missed CeeDee Lamb, obviously. But this week, you know, Cedric Wilson and Gallup and to an extent Noah Brown had better games. Like last week, those guys were dropping passes. They didn't show up and kind of elevate um, in the absence of CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. This week, I don't think you can really blame them. Dak just wasn't. He was off again until that fourth quarter where the kind of, I don't want to say the damage had been done because they did get it to overtime and, and almost got it back, but they couldn't stop the Raiders. So it was going to be very difficult to overtake them and kind of get the win. The other thing that was weird, though, is that Tyron Smith back, a full healthy complement of offensive linemen, and they were rotating multiple positions, right tackle with Terrence Steele and Lyle Collins and left guard with the two Connors. That just makes no sense. Like, people don't do that at the NFL level for a pretty good reason. And for some reason, Dallas was rotating two different positions with no injuries at, at, at uh, affecting it. Yeah, it was a great back-and-forth game, though. Raiders pull it off 36-33. to 33. Again, both defenses uh, not at their best, but, um, you know, the, the most exciting game of the day went uh, late into the night. You know, everybody's trying to finish the Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe, maybe took a little nap in between it, but... Uh, you know, got some good football at the end. And uh, the final game, uh, not nearly as good, the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. I think we're starting to finally see from a Saints perspective, uh, not that Trevor Simeon, had, again, had played horribly over the last few weeks, but they're just limited in what they can do offensively. They've had, they had a ton of injuries, both sides of the ball, uh, but the Saints just didn't really have much of a shot. Uh, they hung and they hung tough with a couple turnovers. There are a couple interceptions yeah. from Josh Allen late in the first to just be down ten nothing at the half. But the Bills uh, just too good pulled away in the second half. Matt Breida, the guy that they activated and you know really wanted to get something out of in the run game and the pass game, uh, proved to be a pretty good move for the Bills in this one. Yeah, I mean the Simeon thing is really just like he he'd actually played well for a couple of games, but even when he plays well, he doesn't necessarily have a ton of big plays in him that can kind of propel the team forward. And then when you get a low end Simeon game, 
like they're just not productive enough to absorb a mistake, you know, to absorb an interception or a bad uh, error by Simeon. And when that happened, like they just couldn't get anything done against this Bills defense. Um, one thing coming out of that game, though, potentially massive injury for Buffalo with Tredavious White going down on what, I mean, it wasn't quite a non-contact injury. He was like engaged with the receiver at the time, but it was one of those ones where, you know, knee just goes in a weird direction when he plants his leg in the turf and it, it didn't look good. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest news coming out of this one. They've got uh, they've got the Bucks in a couple of weeks. They've got the two games against the Patriots uh, in these next three or four weeks. So, um, and I mean, it's just you want you want to have your best defensive player, Tre'Davious White. Uh, so that is a huge part here. Um, I mentioned Breida coming out of the backfield and Devin Singletary. It was a weird game where Buffalo did everything they could to run the ball early. It felt efficient. Like the numbers aren't great on the ground for the Bills, but I think the run game was effective early on. They had a bunch of five-yard losses that maybe skewed the stats a little bit along the way. But I feel like you saw the Bills trying to be a little bit more well-rounded. Josh Allen only threw the ball 28 times. They weren't relying on him as much in this game. And I think that's a good sign for the Bills just to see that they're they're trying to adjust, right? A lot of the stuff you've been saying, can they, uh, you know, just do they have a, an adjustment off of what the NFL is doing to them? And I think they, they're, they're at least working on it. Yeah, I think this was a game for them where there wasn't much to gain from it, but there was a lot to lose if they hadn't shown something like that. You know, the Saints, I think, understood what the game plan was to try and beat the Bills. They just didn't have the personnel to get it done. So for Buffalo to be able to show that you're, trying to work in that direction and that you are capable of uh, still being just a good enough roster and team overall to put away a side like New Orleans was important for them. But I don't think it necessarily changes anything about, in particular, those upcoming games against New England. And those are going to be the real key ones for their season. And for the Saints, the uh, their playoff hopes dwindling week by week now as they uh, Struggle to keep up in the NFC. We're recording late on Thanksgiving night right here. I didn't get my mashed potatoes today, Sam. The roasted That's potatoes shame. were good. We, we, we smoked the turkey, came out great. I'm going to go get some leftovers. I like to throw them all on a, on a cookie sheet and just, just, just have at it. The stuffing, the roasted potatoes, the turkey, the gravy. It's, just, it's all going into the oven right now, and we're, we're going to get after it. Well, look, they say there are no natural 300-pound men, but it's, it's all about the fuel, right? you got to keep hammering at it late at night. Otherwise, you're not going to get to that. Size. I am not 300 pounds. Despite what I looked like on our baseball video, I am not 300 pounds yet. We'll see what happens at the end of this weekend, though, because the desserts, those were great as well. So uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving, Sam, and all of our listeners. Had a lot of fun, and we'll see you, you know, Monday morning, PFF NFL Podcast. This is the PFF NFL Daily.